Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me your ears. Today, I want to talk about a grim subject, very negative. Can we go negative? I think we're going to go negative in a positive way. Here's what I mean. Did you ever lose business? Did you ever lose that deal? You know, the one deal you've been working on for a long time has a long sales cycle. You connected with the right, you know, influencers and decision makers. You know, you put together the greatest request for a proposal ever put together by mankind. Everything was going right. They loved the product. They loved the service and support you were offering. Everybody was nodding yes. But then when it came to the bake-off, you against two other competitors, you wound up losing the deal. Now, this is where you have to explain this to several people. The first person you have to explain this to is yourself. How did I lose this deal? Do you ever have those moments? I've had many of those moments where like, I thought I won. I'll give you a short story. One day I was working, not one day, during my sales period when I was selling telecom, telecommunications equipment, I was working in Puerto Rico. That was one of my biggest clients. It was a $1.2 million deal. Everything, I'd been working on this project for six, seven months. I thought this deal was done. It was cooked, it was baked. Stick a fork in this thing. And then all we were waiting for was the final announcement. And it was a bake-off, us and two other competitors. And we had everything. We had all the T's crossed, all the I's dotted. We were looking good. All signals were go. Indications were, yes, yes, it is yours. And then I get the letter. I get the letter that said, you lost the deal. $1.2 million. Fast forward, I remember taking that letter, framing it, and putting it on my wall as a reminder that even when you think you've won the deal, until it crosses the line, i.e., they signed the contract, it ain't done. And I had to explain to myself, how did I lose this deal? I also had to explain to my manager how I lost this deal because I was so confident I would win that deal. Do you feel my pain? Have you been there? I'm sure you have. And so all of a sudden, you have to explain to everybody around you why you lost the deal. And so the question is, why did you lose the deal? So let's talk about doing almost like an autopsy, a postmortem. Because here's what I'm going to suggest to you, because here's what I did. What I did was I went back to the customer. By the way, this is after a good 72 hours of anger management, right? In other words, I was, you know, livid. Within the first two to three hours, you couldn't talk to me. I was irrational. I was probably throwing a couple of things in the office. I couldn't believe it. You know, I went through that, you know, the Kubler-Ross, you know, uh, uh, acceptance process. You know how you first, you deny that you lost it. You go through this anger period. You start bargaining like, there's no way. What if we did this? And then you go into, you know, again, disappointment. And then you just go into acceptance. I went through that whole cycle of grieving because I lost this deal. But then after 72 hours, I reached out to the customer, which was very painful to do with the mindset that I will be relaxed and just want to ask questions. And I did a post-mortem. And what I did was simply ask a lot of questions. I, I called the client up and I said, look, I realize we lost the deal. I, I get it. The deal's done. I would like to speak with you or somebody on your team to really understand why is it that we lost this deal? 
And sure enough, you know, I got the meeting. It was via phone. And, you know, I was trying to extract a lot of information or, uh, you know, just just really get to the root of why we lost a deal. And it wasn't so much pricing, wasn't that. It wasn't really specifications. It had everything to do with they were used to working with an incumbent. In other words, one of the competitors who had already sold to them in the past. And I, I, I got this sense in talking to this supervisor, manager, that they were just afraid to go with something new. At the end of the day, he says, we love your product. We think it really exceeds our expectations in many ways in different areas. But in so many words, he says, we just want to stay with what we know. And that was very disappointing, but it taught me a lesson that the next time I do a presentation and I am facing a similar situation where there is an incumbent already in place, then I need to figure out how, and I did, within my presentation to make a customer comfortable with switching over. If you listen to my past podcast, I've talked about switching over because many times it's not your product, it's not your price, it's the whole switching over to something new that holds people back. But that really helped me by doing that post-mortem having that conversation after the fact, after I lost a deal, which is painful, man. I mean, it's really gut-wrenching painful because, you know, when when he was telling me this over the phone that the reason we lost was more or less because they were comfortable with the other competitor, I, I could have reached across the phone lines and just strangled the guy, right? Because I knew we had a better product and we could deliver much more than they expected or were going to get. But again, I didn't do that. I had to restrain myself, reminding myself, The deal's already done, you lost. This conversation is just about figuring out why we lost and being able to apply that in the future. And I want you to think about that. How many times have you gone back after you lost a deal, after you lost a deal, just to understand what went on? And if you haven't done that, I would strongly suggest you do so. It's hard to do. Trust me, I, I, I feel your pain if you're resisting these words that I'm speaking to right now. Because you're probably going, ah, I'm not doing that. But I'm telling you right now, by doing that, as painful as it is, it's also very cathartic. Because at the end of the day, I realized that it wasn't my fault. To some extent, well, I guess it was my fault. But to some extent, it wasn't. It was my fault that I did not consider assuaging the customer's concerns to switch over to our product. That's why I take full responsibility. But when it came to presenting our products and services, we did exceptionally well. We did what we had to do. We delivered. What we didn't take into consideration, more specifically what I didn't take into consideration, was the customer's psychological fear, the imagined fear of switching over. And that allowed me to now incorporate this feature, this part into my presentation. In my presentation, what I did was I incorporated what I called the blueprint. The blueprint was like, when something like this, using my blocking objection strategy, here's what I would say. Mr. Customer, many clients are concerned about switching over. And I understand that. But if I can show you how the switchover is going to take place and how smooth or easy it's going to be, would you be open to listening? And they would say, yeah, show us, Victor. And then I would walk them through the five-step process. Step number one, here's what we're going to do. Step number two, here, three, four, and five. And this will all happen within this time frame. And then having that in the presentation, I can feel, I felt the resistance go down. See, in other words, I would never have incorporated that 
piece into my presentation if it weren't for the conversation I had because I lost that $1.2 million deal. So that is a way of taking the negative and turning it into a positive. So with that, go back, talk to some of your customers, deals you've lost, have that conversation, learn, adjust, and close more sales. And that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think, people. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online academy. You know the deal, the Sales Velocity Academy at salesvelocityacademy.com. If you want to sell more faster, that's where you should go. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.